Welcome back to The Edge with your boy Micah Parsons live on the Bleacher Report app. And let's get right into the game yesterday. I know you guys have a bunch of questions and it's just one of the ones and we should just get right to it. Drop your questions and I'll answer them into the chat. And yes, I'll repeat because I've seen some various, you know, people quoting what I said. Like I said, I don't think the 49ers are at a way higher level than us. And I said we need to reconsider and fix some things. And when I say that is, if you look at the game and we talk about the Cowboys and who we want to be and how great we want to be, it just wasn't there all around in all phases of the game. And it was like, I feel like almost we weren't put in position to succeed in some instances. And like, I just feel like we beat ourselves. As you look at the game, you know, I jumped off sides and they recover and we recover a fumble, you know, later that drive, they score seven. You look at the third and five, we get a stop and they call offsides on uh, J-Ron. Uh, you you look at the third and four and, you know, that drive ended up leading to seven points. You look at another drive where, you know, Wanya Thomas and Donovan Wilson make a great play and McCaffrey drops it and they call uh, leading with the helmet. And that led to another first down, which led to seven. It was so many various things that was like, man, like it was like we were beating ourselves and then it was like you add the refs into it and then it was just, it, it just is what it is. It was just one of them games. And it's like, you got to learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if you look at the talent scale from each one, um, I mean, I like you, I think we match up well with them. I just don't think we played to the same standard they played with yesterday. And it started with, you know, the preparation. I, you know, you go into any type of fight, you go into any type of game, and you would think like, man, like, we're ready, but you know, they had every counterattack. Uh, they outschemed us, and that's just the truth of it. You know, they were prepared for everything we was in, uh, everything we was prepared to do, and we just didn't help ourselves at that. So, you know, my hat's off to Kyle Shanahan and how he prepared. I definitely think he was prepared for us, and uh, I don't think that you know, we were positioned, we were put in a position to be prepared for what they have. Um, so you know, that's kind of how I feel about it, but I think. The big fixes is, you know, what some of our fixes is, we got to eliminate the penalties. The penalties is starting to get bad in the league. You know, it's an offensive league right now. Um, and there's not, it's not, it's not being true defense play right now. It's hard to play true defense out in the NFL right now. Um, obviously, we need to get better. We can't give up big plays. Too many explosive plays we gave up in that game. And we need to, we need to stop the run. Uh, the truth is we need to eliminate this run game. We need to own in on this and uh, things like that. So we need to lock in, fellas. If we really want to go where we want to go, uh, Cowboys Nation, we need to lock in. And it starts with me and uh, doing what I have to do to help lead this team. Um, how would you? How would I respond to the critics that say the Cowboys haven't performed against a play, playoff caliber opponent? I feel like every team we beat was in the playoffs and every team we lost to so far uh, – is a playoff caliber team besides really a playoff caliber team. I think the Cardinals, when they get Kyler Murray back, you know, they're a playoff caliber team if they decide to let Kyler Murray go. Uh, we don't know what they're doing down in Arizona, but, you know, uh, the 49ers, obviously, top team in the NFC, obviously, things like that, and we just got to bounce back, you know. Um, but the Jets, I mean, going into it, everyone said they was a Super Bowl contender and things like that. Uh, the 
we don't know what happened down in New York, and uh, we don't know what's going down with New England. We'll get into that later. But, you know, we just need to get better. Uh, and that's the truth of the matter. It, you know, I'm a, I feel like I'm one of the most competitive guys, and I feel like we really weren't positioned to compete at the highest level. So, you know, that's just something we're looking at uh, and things that we need to get better at. Um, let's look into, and people talking about my matchup against Trent Williams. I mean, you can even ask Trent himself. I mean, I might have had a one-on-one block with Trent maybe one time. You know, he even says, like, bro, you you too good. To, you're going to get double teamed every time. Um, and that's just reality of it. Like, it was like, you know, they game plan for me. Uh, I feel like I'm going to have to, you know, talk to the coaches and get more experimental about doing things a little bit differently. And, you know, about where I'm going to be put out on the field and things like that. So, you know, it, and it's it's time to revamp. It's time to see what's going on. Uh, we're going into a Wednesday. And uh, we just got to get better and get ready for the Chargers Monday night. You know, and there's always a lot of talk about, you know, Bosa, obviously, because he was the, he's the reigning defensive player of the year. But I think, you know, who player had a dog game was Fred Warner. I mean, Fred Warner was all over the place. I mean, I even dabbed him up at the game, bro. Uh, Fred's one of the ones. You know, it was one play where the play he had to sack, bro. I, I literally saw this man take away the mesh and then go sack Dak. And I was just like, wow, bro. Like, you know, uh, Fred is just elite at what he do. Um, and he's going to be one of the best linebackers in the league for a very long time. Um, You know, George Kittle had three touchdowns on us. And he posted this thing to IG. And I always have this expression. And we're going to look at this. You know, he said F Dallas. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like he's making it more way more personal than it had to be. And you know, Kittle's my guy. But I'm gonna say this, laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just, just trust. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. Laugh now, cry later. And we're gonna put it just like that. I ain't gonna put too much on it. You're gonna make it personal, we can make it personal. Uh that's cool. And you know, it is, is what it is. Um Brock Purdy still undefeated. Um, like I said, he's a top 15 quarterback. And, yeah, he do have great players around him. But, you know, he's making the plays. He's making the passes. He's uh he's doing what he had to do. He's doing things that Jimmy G wasn't doing, Trey Lance wasn't doing, um, and things like that. So you can't just say it's the system. Uh, he's just playing at an extremely high level. And kudos to him. And I told him, you know, keep going. You know, I think he's a guy that's going to be – here for a long time. He's uh he's writing his name in the books, and you know I keep wishing the best for him. You know, there's no hate on this side. Um, Brock, he's balling, and there's no doubt about it. At the end of the game, I switched jerseys with Christian McCaffrey just because uh the type of seasons he's having. He has 14 straight T uh TD games. You know, he's a legendary dude. He's a good dude. Uh, God favoring man. Um, he's just the right guy, bro. He's a, a good, genuine dude. Um, and I and I you know I love seeing him. Uh, balling in the Bay. And, you know, I think last year was the greatest midseason trade in history. You know, they already had a load of offense, and you add CMC uh, to that. And, I mean, man, it, it's just special what he's doing. And, you know, he's just going to keep balling, you know, the best back in the NFL right now. But, you know, the 49ers is doing what they had to do, uh, and we need to do what we had to do, and that's just get better. And I'm taking full accountability. I'm not owning anything. Um, like I said, I think we a playoff team. And we just got to get better. And it's hard to even, like, do this right now just because of the frustration and what I feel and how I feel. And only real competitors know. But I'm going to answer your questions in great. How do we bounce back from this? 
it start Monday night against the Chargers. We got another uh, Monday night game, primetime game, and we got to bounce back. We just got to get better. We got to own in and fix these mistakes, and we got to go out and do it in a dominant fashion. Uh, I think every player in the locker room should come in with a chip on their shoulder and ready to get better, no excuses, and just own in on every every detail, bro. Like, like really lock in. Because, bro, I, like, I never... Uh, I feel like I never experienced something like this in my life. Like, I'm just, like, I'm, like, when you're a competitor, man, and, like, you love to win and you strive for perfection, you really putting your all out there, not seeing it come out on the field and not performing to where you want to do, it's extremely frustrating. So, uh, you know, I just got to get better, bro. And uh, what exactly do you mean by y'all not in a position to compete? Uh, I just feel like they knew exactly what was in. Um, they just game planned They out schemed us. Um, and simple as that. I just feel like we were in a position where, like, you know, we could have made plays and did better, you know, and that's just the truth about it. Um, you know, only the players know what's going on out there at the end of the day. And I'm not gonna go too much in depth with it, but that's just what it is. And I'm taking a full accountability for it. Um, do you feel like you're better at LB on a D-line against a team like the 49ers? I don't think it matters where I'm at. I just think about how I'm being used in the game. Um, what's going on in the game? How do you move me around? How do you eliminate them from running perimeter runs away from me, sprint out or away from me? How do you get me going in the game uh, knowing they're scheming to uh, slow me down? So I just think it's about the balance attack, about how are we going to uh, be better and how they're going to use me in the game. You know, and that's just how kind of how I feel. And, uh, you know, and and I know it's going to get better, bro. I know Dan Quinn is a great coach, and I know he truly believes in me and all my talents. And, you know, he's like my my road dog, like my uncle for real, like brother, friend. And, uh, you know, we, we so close and we so tight, man. I just know uh, things will get better. And I know he's a guy that strives for perfection and wants us to do great. And he strives for us to be great and just how he coaches and how he comes into it. So, uh I know it's going to get better, bro. I'll put my life on the line with Coach Q. Uh, that's how much belief I have in him. And I, I know it's just going to get better. And I just hope y'all patient enough to watch this get better. Because, uh, I mean, you look at where we at right now, and you look at since I got here in this league and how we already been turning around, and that stuff usually don't happen. Uh, we've been slowly turning this program around, and I hope we just keep doing it and going to the right direction to win the Super Bowl, bro. It's still early. We got time to get better. We just got to look at this loss as a learning experience and get freaking better. That's all it's about is getting per- freaking better and chasing perfection and just being dogs, bro, and just putting in a position to be dogs. And that's just for real, bro. Uh, but anyway, past the 49ers game, Let's get straight into it. I want to pick this up and just get straight into it. My dog of the week is my dog, Jamar Chase. Like I said last week, this man right here, bro, he said he's always open, always effing open, and uh, he showed that. I think Burrow took that personally. I said they'll come back and bounce back, and Burrow did exactly what he did. I mean, oh, my God, 15 receptions, 192 yards, three touchdowns against the Cardinals. Like, damn. Okay, Jamar, we heard you. You're always open. Um, I, we heard you, bro. Uh, I think the league heard you. It's on notice. Joe Burrow heard you. Your coaches heard you. Uh, you my dog of the week. Keep going, bro. Uh, you just do what you do. I remember training with this dude this offseason, and, uh, I mean, it was kind of special, bro. He's a he. This guy trains like nothing else, and it's special to see what he's doing out there on the field. 
the Jags beat the Bills in London. My reaction to it is I'm not really surprised. Uh, like I said on my uh, last week, the Jags is a top team. With Andre Sisco, Josh Allen, uh, they got Trayvon Walker, um, they got Okulon, they got uh, Tyson. Uh, this team is not to be slept on. I mean, if you saw last week, Tyson was traveling with Stephon Diggs, and yes, Stephon Diggs still did go for over 100 because he's just an elite player. But these guys is the real deal. The Jazz, Trevor Lawrence is turning around to, he's coming into being a top 15 quarterback, no doubt about it. He's showing why he was the number one pick in our draft class. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. The Jags are the real deal. And I see my guy Andre Sisco leading the way on defense. That's just the truth about it. Um, I'm not surprised about this at all. Everyone wants to put Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs together. Like I said, y'all just don't know about what it means to actually compete. Um, y'all don't know what it means like to be in this mode, the frustration. Trust me, we all been there. When you like when you chasing greatness, bro, greatness don't just come like, oh, I'm gonna wake up and be great. It comes with times like this. It comes with losses. It comes with things like this. So I don't overreact. I don't trip on things like this, bro. Like, this is just what it is. And it's also good to see my dog, Von Miller, returning from Ender's uh, injury. Like I said, Von makes this team. He turns his defense around. We praying Matt Milano's not gone too long uh, because he's also the heart and soul of that defense. Uh, Von and Matt is like the guys that's going to carry this defense. A vet guy does everything right. Man, I think it's special every time he's out there. He always makes something happen. I love that guy, Vaughn. That's really like my big bro. And, man, good. hey, Vaughn, good luck the rest of the year. Stay healthy, bro. I can't wait to see you keep balling, man. Uh, another team quietly rising to the top is the Lions. They're a 4-1 uh, with a 41-point differential. The Lions is the real deal. I mean, I think people saw last year that the Lions, they were this close to making playoffs. And I think they're putting everything together. They got the weapons. They got the talent. Uh, and I think right now they're playing the most disciplined football. And the guy that a lot of people are kind of talking about that isn't talking about is Aiden Hutchinson. Coming out, I wasn't too sure what Aiden Hutchinson would be, but he's doing above and beyond what I think anybody had to him. Yes, he was a top three pick, but you never know how someone's going to translate to this league. And Aiden Hutchinson is extremely hooping. I mean, that defense is hooping. I mean... Aiden is looking extremely good. I think he's coming into the verge of being, you know, a top seven pass rusher in the league um, and coming into a top 20 defensive player in the league. And I'm excited to see his growth and where he keeps going. Um, he's definitely a guy I'm excited to keep watching. He plays. He's another guy just like me, plays with that relentless motor and things like that. So uh, extremely excited about that Aiden Hutchinson um, and what they're doing. Let's look at the lines of 49ers, both running the same tricky play on the same day. This is kind of, like, weird. Like, I don't know if the 49ers saw this before we played them, but this is a hell of a play and a hell of a, like, uh, combo of how it's driven up. Um, and you look at another guy like Sam Laporta, who's balling right now. We'll get into our rookies later um, in this in this uh, segment. But we're going to get right into, on the other hand, another team that haven't been talking much about this season are the Vikings, and they're starting out 1-4. and four. After getting injured, Justin Jefferson was frustrated on the sidelines. And what do you say about Justin Jefferson being frustrated? I mean, bro, you go from a playoff team. Last year, they started off 8-0 or maybe even more. I think it was 8-0 for sure. Um, undefeated, now starting off with a losing record. And you you would think they would make a jump this year. I know they had a bunch of things in the offseason. They got rid of Thielen. They got rid of Zadarius Smith. And uh, Kendrick, but you would think that they uh they would still make 
they'll still be at that same level and they're just not right now. Um, we don't know what's going on in Minnesota. It's very different. Justin Jefferson is still hooping, though. Um, if you look at what he's doing and how he's competing in this league, he's still hooping. He's still putting up over 100-yard games, um, but everything's just not clicking. And that's why you always need offense and defense. I, there were some times in this game where I thought they could have made stops and they didn't. So uh, it's very sensitive down there in Minnesota. I'm very excited to see what happens with it. Do the Vikings need to blow it up after the season they had last year? Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily think that because I think they have the pieces. We've seen them succeed at a level. We just didn't see them succeed at elite tier. So I, I'm not quite sure what we want to do with Minnesota yet. Um, but it's very interesting to see. I don't say we should get rid of Kirk Cousins, though. I don't think that. I think Kirk Cousins has been playing extremely well. You even watch the quarterback show what he's been doing. Um, Kurt is at an extremely way better quarterback than what a lot of people think. Um, and I, th- I think that's why he's made multiple Pro Bowls. That's why he's been in the league so long. I think Kirk's actually really good. They just need more defense, I think. I think the Vikings can be a better team. They just have to start clicking on all, all cylinders. Um, but no, I don't think that we should break up the Kurt and Justin Jefferson tandem because look at what they have done so far since Justin Jefferson has entered the league. They have dominated. Uh, Justin Jefferson is pushing almost 6,000 yards and pretty much his fourth year into the league. So um, they're a special uh, duo, and I don't want to see a breakup. So, you know, I hope they turn things around in Minnesota. Last week, I told you about two rookies, Bijan and CJ Stroud, and they went head-to-head yesterday. Um, and CJ made history on, made history again. The most ever pass attempts without an interception to start the NFL career. And I wonder if the Panthers have any regrets about not taking CJ Stroud. Because Bryce Young, the way he's coming to the league, is are a lot of people disappointed? Uh, I, think, uh, I think Carolina would be. I think people thought Bryce Young would come in and dominate a little bit more than he has, and a lot of people have Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, but C.J. Stroud so far has showed he is the best quarterback in his draft class, without a doubt, and he's been more consistent. And I don't want to hear people say about weapons. If you compare weapons, I think they're about even, and uh, C.J. Stroud doesn't have an O-line. Most of his O-line has been injured since he's gotten to the league, so I don't want people to put that out there. He's been hooping without a lot of things missing. Uh, his number one receiver has been Tank Dell, and that's been his third or fourth round pick in his draft, same draft class uh, who he was drafted with. So I don't want to hear anything about weapons. C.J. Stroud's the real deal. He's the best quarterback in his class. Um, but Bijan, he's obviously the best running back in his class. And I'm even more tempted to say that Bijan is a top six running back in the NFL right now, without a doubt. Um, he's very, very walky. I mean, let's look at this catch he had in this game. I mean, he kind of did like a fake behind the back. Like, I don't know. Bijan's low-key playing basketball. Like, he did like a fake behind the back Euro step, like a huh-huh Euro step into the end zone. This was a special play, bro. Uh, Bijan's so good. I just don't know who's going to win offensive rookie of the year between them two. Um, This is like, this is going to be very close. This is eye candy right now. But I think Bijan and C.J. Stroud is turning their organizations around, and that's why you take them in the top 10. They are hooping, and we love to see it. Uh, If we go back, and then also we want to go back to what we spoke on last week. We said give Justin Fields some time. And, I mean, he's absolutely showing. He said, I'm going to stop playing like 
a robot and I'm going to play football. And that's what he's been doing. Let's look at what Justin has been doing in the league. He's 13th in the NFL in passing yards and currently averaged more passing yards per game than Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Jordan Love, and more. He's also second in passing TDs, but yet we still show, throw shade on Justin Fields. When will we stop saying it's uh, not Justin Fields? It was how he's being taught, and he said, F that. I'm going to go out there and hoop. I love that for my brother, Justin Fields. Keep going. Keep hooping. Also, Chicago still trying to get a better O-line around him, still trying to build that defense up. They spent a lot of free agency. We hope to keep it turning around and keep going better. But Chicago, you got somebody special in in Chicago, and that's Justin Fields. Don't give up on him. Let him keep turning his organization around because I think he has the talent to do so. Once again, we're going to come back to New England. Mac Jones was benched for the second straight game. What do we think about this? It's hard to say. Um, it, and let's look at this stat. He's thrown more pick sixes at Gillette Stadium than Tom Brady has in his 20-year career there in New England. And that's for... Um, I just think the decision-making has to be better. Uh, Mac Jones... We've seen him at Alabama with a lot of talent. And, you know, I, I heard about the comment he said about the lack of talent he has in New England. But as a quarterback and as an offensive coordinator, you guys have to adjust to what you guys have. And that's point blank period. I think you look at a great example in uh, Kansas City. They lost, you know, Tyreek Hill, and they still won the Super Bowl that very next year. So I just don't think it's always about the talent. It's about who you have at quarterback, and how can he make you better? So I hate to use the talent excuse because also look at C.J. Stroud. Look how he's been playing. He's not out here throwing pick sixes. He's not out here throwing multiple interceptions. He's taking what the uh, defense give him, and he's throwing away if he's not there and things like that. It's all about decision-making. Um, I just think the decision-making has to be better in this point blade period. I, I would say the decision-making has to be better, but sometimes it looks like Mac does not want to be out there. And, you know, uh, you know, it's just not there for him right now. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, football is such a mental game. I don't know if it's the lack of trust in his receivers. I don't know if it's the lack of trust in his offensive line. But he looks shaky. He looks like he's looking timid. He's not looking like he wants to be out there and things like that. So uh, it's going to be very exciting to see uh, how this progresses because, I don't know, do they look towards Bailey Zapp? W- who knows? Um it's going to be very interesting to see, uh, especially because what they did this offseason and how they started they uh, released him and picked him back up. So it's going to be very interesting to see. What does a one and four start mean for Belichick? Uh, I don't know. Is Belichick on a hot seat? You know, I just don't think they drafted as well or uh, did uh, free agency as well as they usually have in the uh, previous years, especially when they had Brady. But you look at who Brady was throwing to. He's throwing to Julian Edelman. He had, he did have Gronk, and he did have Randy Moss. I just don't think they have that tier of offensive weapons uh, same way for Mac Jones. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in free agency and how to. And we look at some of the free agency. T Higgins is hitting free agency next uh, year. Do you go get someone like T Higgins? a guy who could be your number one and things like that. It'll be very interesting to see what the the New England does and what Belichick does this offseason and the remaining of the year. Another QB that takes a lot of heat is Daniel Jones. And I tweeted how easy it is to blame him, and now he's injured. Let's look at this play from last Monday. I mean, I believe everyone on this line has come free. 
I mean, this is just outright ridiculous. They, yes, they are missing some starting no linemen. I mean, it's just it's just sad to see this. Uh, Daniel Jones is now injured, and uh, and, and it's like 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 I said in my first stream. I just think they need to do a better job at protecting their $160 million quarterback. Um, regardless of what he's doing, you need to protect him. And right now, they're not doing a great job of protecting him. Now he's injured. And now, what do you have the rest of the year outside of Daniel Jones? Do you wrap up the season at this point? How long? What's the extent of the injury? Where he's going to be at? Who knows? But it's very sad to see what's going on in New York, especially after going into the playoffs, upsetting the number two seed, the Vikings, and obviously uh, losing against the Eagles. But I hope this turns around for the Giants. I really do, because um, my dog, Saquon Barkley, he'll be coming back soon. And, uh, you know, I hope Daniel Jones is going to be okay. And I think they knew it better do protect him. Because the assessment right now is I just hope that they just don't let these punches just knock them out. You know, I hope they bounce back from this. Um, I hope that they get back into the rhythm because uh, this don't look like the same New York team as it was last year. And it sucks to see because this offseason, they made jumps. They went and got Paris Campbell. They went and got Darren Waller. Uh, they went and got Jalen Hyatt for the outside speed. But what does it matter if your quarterback doesn't have time to get it there or the scheme? You know, they got to scheme these guys open. They have to do better. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see. The craziest thing I saw this week, though, was in college football. Um, let's look at Miami not dealing and running the clock out. Mm, like yeah. You should not be handing this football off. Right. I don't know what Miami is doing. Like, this is just a prime example of just bad coaching. Um, There's Cheney. I just don't get it. In a situation like, why are you even fighting for extra yards? I mean, it's just a lot of questionable things. And then Miami ends up losing this game after this. So this is just terrible to see, honestly. This is very terrible to see. And that's Rutherford. Here's Cam. Like, and then, like, the last-minute defense, um, no timeouts, and you get beat downfield, that just makes no sense. I mean... This is just outrageously terrible to see. Obviously, Miami's coaches let them down. I wouldn't, like, I would never make that call. I'm nailing it out. Like, this is just bad. Uh, it, I think this is one of the worst mistakes in college football history, especially you're a 4-0 team um, in the ACC. You're hoping chance for ACC championship team, um, and you fall to Georgia Tech, a 2-3 and three team. Um, a team that's not on the same competition level as you, a team that shouldn't uh, even be close to winning that game, and you dropped that game, um, and you still got heat coming for the rest of the year. So, you know, you hate to lose games like that, and it's just terrible to see. Uh, this week we're playing Monday night against the Charger. Uh, where does Justin Herbert rank amongst current QBs? I think Justin Herbert's the top 10 uh, QB. We're both teams that's battling adversity right now, um, trying to get healthy. This is going to be a very interesting game. It's going to be a very good game. Uh, we had a very good matchup um, our rookie year. But, you know, we got to show who we are. We got to come back and bounce back uh, this year. And, uh, you know, it, it has to be another statement game. It has to – we have to come and play. Um, this is a very good team. Yes, they're missing Mike Williams, but they still have Keenan Allen. They still have Quentin and obviously Justin Herbert and obviously Austin Eckler's back. So very explosive team. Uh, it's going to be a very fun game. And uh, we're going to have to get out of there after in L.A. And I'm going to take some more questions, uh, final questions from the chat uh, before we wrapped up. You train with Jamar Chase this offseason. Yes, we train together down in Austin. 
We trained down at Collective in Austin. Very good competition. Uh, you know, Jamar's a dog and he trained like a dog. So it's always good. I know he's always going to be always open because how he trains. I mean, his conditioning is out of this world. Is it the system or is it Purdy that's good? That good? I, I think it's both. You know, I think they make it very easy for him in a very complex way. Uh, I think also Purdy's making all the passes. He's making all the throws. He's making the reads. You know, Purdy's good. And I think the system he has and the players around him is excellent. So it makes it even better. Good on good. I mean, it's just a perfect matchup. A perfect little duo they have, especially with Kyle Shanahan, one of the best creative minds in football. So uh, it's very good to see what he's doing and how they're doing. And I hope, uh, you know, they keep going and hope we see them later. Uh, thoughts on Jalen Carter. Is he the rookie of the year conversation? Oh, 100%. Uh, once Christian uh, Gonzalez went down, I mean, I think Jalen Carter without a that was going to be defensive rookie of the year. He's been dominant. Um, I knew it was going to be like this from the day he got drafted. Uh, I watched his, you know, college football playoff games. I'm watching him in the NFL and what he's done so far. I mean, he's about, at this point, I think he's a top five defensive tackle in the NFL right now and a top D- 20 defensive player. The way he's been wrecking games and causing damage, I mean, this guy is special. And it's a shame that he fell uh, to number nine or 10 in the draft. This guy, I knew he was going to be special. I, I can't believe uh, they let him fall, especially the Raiders. They had a chance for Jalen Carter, and they let him go. You paired Jalen Carter with Max Crosby. That could have been special, especially because the lack of effort and the lack of uh, stats and things they're getting from the rookie they drafted. So you hate to see it. Uh, once again, the Raiders missing the draft. They let Jalen Carter go past them. I did not think they would do that. I thought they would get a guy for Max Crosby, but obviously they didn't. They let the Eagles get him. So um, it is what it is. You know, Max Crosby's still a dog, but you pair Max Crosby with Jalen Carter, man, oh, man, is that something special down in uh, in Vegas, man. How does this week change how you would prepare for the teams like the Eagles uh, moving forward? Uh, it doesn't change anything. Uh, like I said, we just need to get better. You know, we got meetings and stuff with Coach Q uh, on Wednesday. And without a doubt, Coach Q is going to get this together. We're going to get it together. If y'all know me, Cowboys Nation, I- I'm disappointed to even be able to be here right now trying to explain this to you because I know you don't understand. And I know it's frustrating. Um, And y'all know me, man. I'm frustrated as it can get. You know, this ain't easy for me. This ain't something that I want to see or be a part of, uh, especially losing like that. That's not something that's a part of me or the culture that I want to bring to this team or Dallas Nation. Y'all know I got way too much heart for that, and I'm taking full accountability. We got to be better. I have to do better. I have to – I don't know what I have to do, but it just has to happen uh, to change this team around. I want to win so bad, and I don't think y'all understand how bad I want to win. You know, I'll fight through so much stuff, and I, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice whatever it takes for this team for us to be great. But – you know, this is this it, it, it just stings, bro. And it, it really do. But we're going to get it together. Like, and that's something I, I, I'm going to have to commit to y'all. And I'm going to have to promise y'all that we're just going to have to get it together. Um, Just trust this defense. Trust D-Law. Trust Stephon Gilmore. Trust Millie Cooker. Trust these guys. Uh, trust Dan Quinn that we're going to get it together. Uh, Keep the faith. Never give up. You know, um, these things don't happen overnight. You know, we're going to have to. You know, there's a lot of accountability that's going to be taken. It's going to start with me. You know, I, I'm not taking anything away from the 49ers. The 49ers are a great team. I've been said that they were a great team on what they've been doing this year. But we're the ones that's going to get better. You know, we're the team that got served yesterday. You know, um, we're the team that, you know, we used a four turnover team. We gave up four turnovers. That's just what it is. You know, any given Sunday, you could get served. You know, I'm not taking a thing from no one. Uh, the 49ers are a great team. But you talking about 
who you want to believe. I got to believe in my team. I got to let my guys know that they special. You know, I got to let my guys know that we could be who we want to be if we want to be it. Because that's what real leaders do. You know, I, I'm i not taking I know the 49ers are a great team. But I leave, I believe my guys that I play with, the ones that I share blood with, the ones that I work with every day is as great as they are. And they can be as great as they are. We just got to put the work in. We just got to keep getting better. So I'm not taking it away from anyone. Um, so don't confuse my words. I'm not taking anything from anything for the 49ers. I just believe in the people that I uh I fight with my life with and I and I, you know, I fight to feed these people's families. So um that's just is what it is. And that's just yeah, and I and that's just keeping it hundred with y'all, bro. And I and I'm never going to take that away from nobody and what they're doing in this league. Um, that 49 team are special, and there's a lot of other teams in this league that's special. Um, but I believe my guys are special, and we can be special. We just got to put it together. What do you say to encourage your guys after Sunday Night Football? I just say what I just said. We can be special. We just have to put it together. We have to trust each other. We have to put it all together, and that's just what it is. We have to trust everything that happens. And we have to take it on the chair and move on. Uh, the beautiful about having a bad day is that the day ends. You know, Sunday night ended already. Monday, you look at what we did and how it happened. And, you know, you 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 take that loss. And you just say, okay, we lost. Now what? You know, you don't like, it's like losing your job, right? You lose your job. You think this is the worst thing in the world. And you're like, man, I can't believe I lost my job. What, what What's going on? Um, or do you just say, I lost my job. Now, how do I get back on my, my feet? How do I get back? How do I keep going? That like people expect you to take a loss and they be like, oh, like that's the end of the world. No, I learned from this loss. Let me get better. Like I never be a person that stands still. You know, I got the great Kobe Bryant said, rest in the end, not in the middle. You know, I'm going to take my loss, but I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep coming. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to just keep trying to get better. Uh, keep trying to find a ways to make my team better. And that's just what it is, what it is. And uh, we just got to keep better. Rest in the end, not in the middle. We chasing for perfection, the mama mentality, the things like about that. And uh, that's just what it is. So I appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the edge this week. And let's get straight to it. I see y'all Monday night. Cowboy Nation, I still need y'all. Keep supporting. Let's take over the LA Rams, the LA Rams, Cole, LA Chargers, SoFi Stadium. That's what we do. We take over. We make every game like a home game. Hey, we need every one of y'all to bring us back up. We need. It takes a village. It takes the whole Dallas Nation community. It's America's team for a reason. Let's make it America's team Monday night. I see y'all Monday night. I can't wait to see y'all. Love. Thanks for tuning into the Edge.